then going to talk today about emerging from difficulty. If you're watching from another country other than Ireland, you may not know, but our Taoiseach, our Prime Minister, has announced that tomorrow we are emerging from the first, the first phase uh, from lockdown. And it's not huge, but it does make a difference. And as I was reading the scripture in my own devotionals during uh, last week, I really feel God spoke to me prophetically. And I have kept away from anything like that because if you visited our church physically, you'll know that, well, I love it and others as well in the church. We love to do prophetic words, call people up, lay hands over them, prophesy over them, see them touch, see them healed. It's called Holy Spirit. So I want to do as much as I can today <clears throat> uh, online. So I don't know how it will work or not, but hopefully you'll bear with us. So emerging tomorrow from the first stage of lockdown, I believe God has spoken to me prophetically about us emerging from difficulty. I'm going to be looking at John chapter 4. If you want to really get the full blessing of this, you need to read these 45 verses. John 4, 1 to 45. I'm going to highlight some today at the beginning and look at it again on Tuesday night. So may God bless his word to our souls in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Here we are in John 4, and the context is the early part of Jesus' ministry. Just keep your ear open. He who has an ear to hear, or she who has an ear to hear, let them, him or her, hear. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining more followers than John the Baptist. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea to go to Galilee, traveling through the region of Samaria. As he arrived at Jacob's well in the town of Sychar, he sat down because he was weary. When a Samaritan woman came to get water, he asked her for a drink. And she said, how can a Jewish man possibly ask a Samaritan woman for a drink? Jesus said, if you only knew who was asking you for a drink, you would have asked him. Then he would have given you living water. Sir, she replied, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our forefather Jacob? So this is God's word, and here is my prophetic interpretation for it for us. But first of all, I want to show you a map so you can understand. So you can see here on our map, a map of Israel or Palestine. Now, I know some of you are going, what a nerdy anorak with his maps. You know what? Your life is a map. Your whole life is a map. Your career is a map. Your education is a map. A map affords you and me to see the bigger picture. It can tell us where we're going. It's what we call vision. You can see where you're going instead of just stumbling in and out of life. Are you living life just stumbling in out from one crisis after another? You don't have to. You can have a vision and if it's God breathed, it's the best. So this map will give us the context. So Jesus is down here in Judea and the Jews, Jesus was a Jew, they lived here in this green area in Judea, but they also lived here up in the north in Galilee. That's green as well. They're all Jews. 
but in the middle, this kind of pink blob here in the middle, that is where a people called the Samaritans live. Most of you know that the Samaritans and Jews hated each other. The Samaritans were like half-Jews, mixed race. Some of their theology was the same as the Jews, but a lot of it was wrong. And they were ethnically mixed. But if you wanted to go, remember Jesus based his ministry in Capernaum here, up around here. Um, first miracle in Cana, he was born in Nazareth. Anytime they wanted to go to the temple in Jerusalem, they would have to come down through Samaria. And that's what we're dealing with. What has that got to do with your life? What has that got to do with Ireland coming out of the first stage of lockdown tomorrow? Here's what I felt God say to me. Judea is where we used to live before this virus came and threw everything up. Galilee is where we're going to live. That's the future. But Samaria is this in-between bit, this part of our experience. So Judea is your past, Galilee is our future, Samaria is now, but we're beginning to travel through it. Let's see what the Lord is saying to us through this. We're told right at the beginning that the Pharisees heard about Jesus and his disciples were baptizing a lot more followers than John the Baptist. You see, the Pharisees were insecure. They had loads of agenda, big egos, and they were threatened by the likes of John the Baptist and Jesus because they had the power, they had the anointing. They were outside the system, but God's blessing obviously was on them. And the Pharisees just had empty ritual and historic power. And so they would do anything to destroy this new ministry. And when they heard that the anointing, as it were, was moving from John the Baptist to Jesus, when the Lord heard about this, he knew there'd be trouble from them. The Pharisees are like the virus. They destroy. They're not life-giving. They bring death. As soon as Jesus, or the Lord, heard about this, he left Judea to go to Galilee, traveling through the region of Samaria. What did the Lord do? He moved from a situation that was death-giving, and he had to isolate himself from them. And this is a little bit traumatic, because Samaria is a region that no Jew ever wanted to hang out in. I know some people, and Mike and Elma did a great job last week with the uh, just finding out the little survey, the Vox Pop survey, about how many people are finding it easier or harder uh, with the lockdown. Even if you're finding it okay, you still are not in a normal situation, nor are we. So Jesus in Samaria, like any Jew, would have found it dangerous. They hated the Jews. History tells us they resented the Jews traveling through their villages and towns, going from one Jewish area to the other. A lot of the young men would have attacked the Jews, so the Jews were uh, afraid there. It was a dangerous place. They'd spit at you. It was also very uncomfortable because they knew, this isn't my area. This is not where I'm meant to be. This is something I have to go through to get to where I want to go to. And I feel the Holy Spirit is saying, I have you in Samaria right now for a purpose, but it might be dangerous. You can go out there and pick up the virus. It's dangerous. It's uncomfortable. We're wearing gloves, wiping down shopping with anti-back wipes. 
Now we're told maybe wear a mask. It's uncomfortable. It's so different to life in Judea, where you were with Jews, your own people. Some of them were dangerous, but you know, by and large, you were in your own environment. But now you're in Samaria, and their doctrine is different. Racially, they're different. Their culture is different. It's all new. It's not where you choose to be. And yet it's familiar. You see, in lockdown, you're in your own home. You're still going to your local Duns or Supervalue or Aldi or whatever. It's kind of familiar as well as different. So, Samaria is offering both. But above all, for every June for Jesus, Samaria is temporary. Mm. This is not your future. It's not my future. It's not our future. But God has us in this place for a reason. Look at what happened to Jesus. When he arrived at Jacob's well, that's right by the town of Sychar, he was weary. Jacob, one of the forefathers of both the Samaritans and the Jews, before they diverged. And what happened? He's weary. Weary. In Samaria. Jesus needed refreshing. Do you? Mm -hmm. Needed refreshing. Our Lord mm -hmm. was weary. He was tired. He was hot. He wasn't where he wanted to be, but he was where he was meant to be. The Holy Spirit is saying, this season we're all in, this Samaria, it's not where you want to be or I want to be, but for now, it's where we're meant to be. Because mm. God is doing something. Amen. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear. We're told that a Samaritan woman came to get water and he asked her for a drink. Look, there's a whole other load of sermons about this. I've even spoken about them before. I want you to track with me, um, as it were, prophetically. Jesus wasn't afraid to ask for refreshing mm. in the midst of this strange situation. Yeah. Mm. Jesus didn't just go, well, I'm in Samaria, I can't get drink, I can't do an awful lot, I'm just gonna have to buckle down. It shocks me. The amount of Christians who won't pray when they need something. Mm. Jesus asked, and you know what? He could have had a little conversation with himself and go, why am I asking? This isn't going to work out. Look at what she said. How can a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman? She is just putting all of the natural reasons why this conversation shouldn't take place. Have you lost your job? Have you asked Jesus to get you a better job? Hmm? Have you lost money? Have you asked the Lord, Lord, would you help me replenish my finances? I mean, I could go into this all day, but he just came up against all of these obstacles natural. And you've got natural obstacles to stop you asking the Lord to help you, to refresh you in your Samaria. It gets worse because she came up with a doctrinal or a biblical, if you will, spiritual is probably a better word, objection. Are you greater than our forefather Jacob? She brings in the name of Jacob. Um, what is it? Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And she brings it in. And you know what? The devil quotes scripture. Mm -hmm. The devil quoted the Bible to Jesus. He'll quote the scripture to you. He quotes it to me. So she, no, she did it in ignorance. But she brings in a spiritual or doctrinal reason why Jesus shouldn't be refreshed. But Jesus wasn't really listening to her. You see, he saw the map. 
He knew where he was going, but he knew this was uh, a temporary situation. By the way, when it comes to maps, recently I was doing my family research, my family tree, gone back hundreds of years. It's a map. I'm seeing where I'm coming from, and I'm seeing where my family is going to. So Jesus didn't lose sight that Samaria was temporary. Don't lose sight Amen. of this, guys, because you'll think otherwise. So even when the scripture is misquoted and Jesus corrects her, I can't go into it today, he didn't allow that to stop him. And then she comes up with what I think is one of the big ones. She says, you have no bucket and the well is deep. You have no bucket. You have no job. Your education is after crashing suddenly with this coronavirus. Because you're now in this Samaria land. No job, no education. Maybe your health is compromised. Maybe you've lost a good friend because with the distance you just haven't been able to do it in an online capacity. There's loads of buckets missing. Mm. But Jesus didn't leave any bucket or any rope stop him from being refreshed. Neither should you. Amen. Amen. Neither should you. He didn't allow it to stop him. If your marriage is under pressure, you know what you might say? I don't even know if I have a marriage. Jesus Christ will restore your marriage Amen. by the grace of God. And he'll restore friends. But above all, before this happens, you and I need to be refreshed. Are you weary in Samaria? I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray prophetically for you to be refreshed. I'm going to go through more of this on Tuesday, but let me bring in one more guy who I think really speaks into our situation today. We're heading to Galilee, right? Remember in Galilee, there were Jews just like as they were in, in uh, Judea. But Galilee is a new normal. Their accent was different. Mm -hmm. Their culture was a bit different to the guys down south. Also, they had a, a different way of doing things in the synagogue. So it was similar to Judea, but it was a new way of doing it. But it was way better than Samaria. But Samaria, prophetically, is something we're all called to go through. Look at this other guy. As I just step out of the woman at the well, uh, as I come um, before I go into it more deeply on Tuesday night. You and I need refreshing. I am prophesying that I need refreshing, and that you need refreshing. And as we get closer to Galilee, we need refreshing. As we begin to emerge out of Samaria, if you and I aren't strong, we're not going to be strong in Galilee in the future. We need to be refreshed now. If you're saying, when it gets back to some kind of normal, then I'll be refreshed. Wrong. We need refreshing now. Look at this guy, because I think he tells us an awful lot. Many of you will know this, probably the shortest account in the Old Testament, of a guy who really needed his situation to change. This is from Chronicles. The mother of Jabez gave him that name, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. So Jabez prayed. And this is his prayer. Lord, bless me. Enlarge my territory and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Amen. What a selfish prayer, Jabez. <laughs> no, you need to pray it and I need to pray it. And he wasn't afraid to pray it. And what happened? And God answered the prayer of Jabez. Amen. 
What a simple, uncomplicated, straightforward, prophetic illustration for you and me in this Samaria situation. Just like Jesus went right through all the objections and he said, give me some water. Are you weary? You need refreshing. Jabez's mother gave him his identity as pain. Pain! I mean, we say Jabez, it sounds kind of exotic. But it's like you call your child pain. Pain coming for your dinner. And the teacher is calling out the names. John, Mary, Sean, pain. His whole thing was pain. And you know what? He wasn't going to accept it. Mm. He wasn't going to let it define his life. Mm. Are you going to let isolation define you? Are you going to let the Samaria experience be your future? Or are you going to be like Jabez? Are you going to be like Jesus and pray for refreshing? He went right into it. And he asked the Lord, deliver me from pain. Bless me. Mm. Bless me. Mm. God bless you. God bless me. Enlarge my territory. You might think, I was talking to someone who lost their job. And it looked awful. But they actually got a better job. Huh? So the curse is turned into a blessing. Hallelujah. I spoke about it last time. Jabez was delivered from pain. God answered his prayer. And I believe God will answer your prayer. Amen. By the grace of God, he'll answer your prayer. I'm going to pray in a moment, but I'm going to share a prophetic word. I would love to do a call-up and say, who identifies with this call-up? I would love to lay hands on your mm. heads, prophesy over you, mm. pray God heal you, anoint and smother your forehead with oil. Mm. But I can't. But I can share. Here's a dream I had. I actually even have a photograph. I dreamed that some of you watching were in a boat, very simply, and the boat is capsized. The problem is, you're hanging onto the boat. Mm. And God has a far bigger ship Amen. for you to go into. Amen. But you're hanging onto the old boat. And the scripture, I believe God gave me from Isaiah 43, and it simply says, can you not believe it? Mm. Do you not perceive it? Mm. I'm doing a new thing Hallelujah. in you. All things are passed away. Yep. All things are new. I prophesy, let the capsized little boat go. Mm. It's the past. You're not meant to be there. Let Judea go. You're heading into Galilee. I'm going to speak another time about the genetics of Galilee. It was a powerful Anyway, I won't go into it. You're heading into Galilee. You're emerging, about to emerge out of Samaria, taking your first steps. Let the past go and see that God is something greater for Amen. you. I prophesy it. Amen. Some of you will drown. You will die mentally, emotionally, spiritually if you keep hanging on to what you've lost yeah. during this trauma, yeah. traumatic period. Let it go. Yeah. You might say, I've lost a great friend. But they can't have been that great a friend if they dropped you like that. You know what? Let them go. God is someone better Amen. for you. Amen. You lost your job. Have you lost your chance to do an exam? God is something better Amen. for you. All his promises are? Yes and, yes, amen. and amen. Yes and amen. If God be for us, who, who can, can be, be against, against us? Even in Samaria, we can be refreshed. Even in pain. God will hear our prayer. Amen. So I'm going to pray that whatever Bible verse the devil is quoting to you, or whatever natural situation 
he's putting up against you to stop you from emerging out of difficulty and moving towards the destination you were meant to be, I'm going to pray God will give you the faith to yes. see through it. And I'm also going to pray that we have the wisdom and the maturity and the perception and the discernment to see we're not where we want to be, but we are where we're meant to be. Because yeah. God is teaching us something yeah. and it's for our good. Yes. And we'd be stronger and better as we fully emerge from this. Mm. So would you join me in prayer? Mm. By the power of the Holy Spirit of God, Amen. I pray that you would give us a revelation yes, in our wish. minds and in our hearts. Amen. We're not where we want to be, but we are where we're meant to Amen. be. And that you would show us, oh God, that in this time, we can be refreshed. Mm, so I pray, showers of blessing. Amen. I want you to say amen. amen. Type in amen. amen. I pray showers of blessing Hallelujah. into your Samaria. Amen. I pray that you won't be afraid to ask. I pray you will overcome amen. any amen. obstacle amen. that the devil puts in your way. Amen. And I pray that you will know the refreshing, the mm. deliverance from pain. Yes. And I pray you will drink deeply of the blessing God has for Hallelujah. you in this season. Amen. May you and I and all of us mm. in Ireland mm. and all our brothers and sisters watching in around the world, may we all emerge from our Samaria strengthened, wiser, and spiritually powerful. Amen. Because God has taught us something wonderful Amen. during this time. Yes. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brothers, sisters, we were blessed to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to going through this um, tomorrow. Uh, sorry, Tuesday. We're going to be on. So today was just part one. I really think this is fascinating. So I'm going to continue that prophetic thing, looking at the scripture. And we're here Tuesday at half seven. Can I ask you, do me a favor. Get out John chapter 4, between now and Tuesday. Read the 45 verses. Take you about two minutes. And let God's word feed you mm. and nourish you. Mm. So that when we do meet Tuesday, if you're watching Sunday and you go, I don't do church in the middle of the week. Do you know what? You can watch Coronation Street anytime. Or you can even watch us anytime. Hear the second part and let God speak to you today. May God bless you and keep you. We're going to show you a few notices. And then if you hang on one minute, we're going to play the uh, worship video again from Sophia and the guys. Please keep connecting on our comment lines on Facebook and Instagram. And looking forward to seeing you next Tuesday night. God bless you. Amen.